So much happens in a week. So much happens in a week on this Mexico trip. It's really hard to put into words. It's hard to put in even into a video, a couple of pictures to really explain what happens on this trip. But um, we're going to share with you all from a variety of perspectives about how this trip impacted them. Um, and I'll, I'll pass the microphone down in a minute. But I want to read a little scripture and say a little prayer before we get to that part where we all share about what happened on this trip. Like I said, we used Romans 12 for the last four months and really just dived into that text and let it speak to us. And there's a lot of good stuff in Romans chapter 12. So I want to read what I think was one of the most impactful parts of that chapter for us as we reflected on it. It's Romans chapter 12, verses 9 through 13. This is what Paul says. He says, Let love be genuine. Hate what is evil. Hold fast to what is good. Love one another with mutual affection. Outdo one another in showing honor. Do not lag in zeal. Be ardent in spirit. Serve the Lord. Rejoice in hope. Be patient in suffering. Persevere in prayer. Contribute to the needs of the saints. Extend hospitality to strangers. So much of what that scripture is about is about what we did on that Mexico trip. Extending hospitality to strangers, hoping, being patient in the midst of suffering, persevering in prayer, doing things that we can't do on our own except from the strength of God being with us. So I'm going to say a little prayer, and then we're going to get to sharing time. So let's pray together. Lord God, thank you for you. I pray for Julia, for Jim, for Bradley, for Jonathan, just that you would quiet their, quiet whatever nerves they may feel, God, so that they can just share from their heart about what it is that you were doing in this Mexico trip with them and just be able to share that with the community. So we pray for them. We pray for our hearts too, God, that they would be open to hear what it is that you have to say to us today in this worship service. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay. So we're going to do three questions, and I'll pass the microphone down. And I just want to start with, will you share your name, what year you are in school, what school you go to, and Jim, since you're not in school, you get to make up whatever you want to <laughs> to answer those questions, okay? Um, and then how many times you've been on the trip? That's a lot. That's like four questions in one question, but I think you can all handle it, okay? Hi, I'm Julia. I'm a sophomore at Carlmont High School, and this is my second year on the trip. Uh, I'm Jim Ritchie. This is... This was my seventh trip, and uh, I just want to say that Julia won the handstand contest, <laughs> and then she finished it off with a victory lap by doing a backflip in the party tent. She was awesome. Hello, I'm Bradley. Um, I'm a senior at Sequoia High School. This is my fourth year on the trip. Uh, I'm Jonathan. I'm a sophomore at Sequoia, and this was my second year. Okay, question one went very fast. So question number two. <laughs> question number two, take your time, all right? Share. <laughs> How about me? My name's Kurt. Uh, <clears throat> I went to high school at Niwot High School. Niwot, and then backwards it says to win. So that was convenient when we were in high school for cheerleading, you know, things. Niwot, to win. Okay, anyway, sir. I'm not in school anymore, but this is my second year on the trip, um, and it gets better and better every time. So the next question is, will you just share a little bit about your work site? Um, is there a memorable moment from the work site? Like, what was, working, what was your family like that you were working for? 
Was there a very memorable moment um, or a story that happened while you were working? Does that make sense? Good question. Okay. So I was on Drew's work site, and I was also on the same work site as Bradley. And so we were building for a young couple with a son. They were 19 and 20, and their son was one year old. Um, and they were really nice and just really helpful, especially the dad, Fernando. He was always helping and jumping in to help mix the concrete and pour it and get water for us. And he was so enthusiastic. And also their nephew, Ramon, who was about five years old, he also just always wanted to help, sometimes a little too much. But, he, you know, he would just, when you're mixing concrete, he'd come over and just grab the hoe from you and start mixing. And he was just, he was so nice. And everyone on the work site was also just super nice. And we all had a great time. We placed bets on what time we would finish pouring the concrete slab on the first day because that's pretty much the hardest part of building the house, the most physical labor. So that's always a big victory when you finish that. Um, and we just had a great time. We were always playing music and dancing and passing around bags of candy. And so it was a really good work site. Drew does a good job of keeping everyone motivated with candy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think the um, betting on what time you're going to finish stuff is like an old advisor trick because we were that also happened at Ott site. Uh, we had a we had a site that included two homes that w already existed and they were sort of run down. Uh, there was a young couple, 19 years old, man and woman with a nine-month-old nine daughter who could already walk. Uh, and then a sister who would be there a lot with her young daughter, and then Mama, who was the one that made uh, a great lunch for us. Uh, the place we built, the, the view from that place was incredible. It looked out over the valley, and uh, it was just an amazing view. It also probably got the windiest there, but, but the view was worth it. Um, but, the, but Roberto, the dad, had a job. He helped us as much as he could, especially on, on Sunday. He was, he was willing to do anything. Um, and, and the wife uh, was always out there smiling. You know, she, she was very interested in what was going on, and they were all very happy uh, that we were helping. We also had a church on the next uh, level up, and the church had about between 10 and 15 kids, and they were between 2 and 12. And so we were hardly ever alone. We always had a lot of hands and a lot of uh, interest. And uh, I know that James Delgado in particular was one of the popular folks with the, with the young boys. Um, the, the boys would run off the edge of the, the, the embankment and jump into the air and sort of free fall down the side of the embankment like they were riding motocross. And they, you know, they got so much fun out of that. Um, and on our site, our, our students were awesome. So, I mean, we had Nacho Libre. We had uh, girl, girl Power, Girl Power 2. Um, we had a bunch of characters, and, and everybody really got along well. Uh, and it was just a great experience. And what was the question again? The question was, <clears throat> the question was, 
share a little bit about your work site, like who was on your work site, you know, was there one moment that just sort of stood out, a memorable moment from working? Okay. So, um, as Julia explained, the works that I was on was with her, and we um, were building for, he was 20, right? 20? The dad? Yeah, he was 20 years old, and he had a one-year-old son, and I think his wife was like 21, something like that, and like, they were so nice, like they were always like helping me, and I was like always with the dad, like dancing, and we were always like break dancing and stuff, and said so making the concrete was pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, like I don't know, the family meant a lot to me. I'm I'm actually still friends with them on Facebook, so I still talk to them. I use Google Translate, of course, though. Yeah. Um, so I was on Rod's site, and we built for a 20-year-old father, a 19-year-old mother, and then a nine-year-old daughter. And our family kind of, the dad was always working, so we didn't get to see him much. And the mom usually had to take care of her daughter. But I got to meet um, their neighbor named Hilberto, who was four years old. And I talked to him a lot, like got him some water and food from us. And that was a good experience for me. Okay, I'm going to switch it up on you all. I'm going to split the last question into two parts. Okay? Or no, it's going to be one question. You'll get two more questions. Okay? So how, how did you see God on this trip? That's a big question. <laughs> <laughs> um, just in so many ways, I guess for me the main part is kind of seeing him and all the gifts that he gives each and every one of us, like all the unique talents we have, and also just like compassion and like appreciation of life and beauty and all that stuff where it's kind of unexplainable. Like these feelings and emotions wouldn't necessarily get us ahead in life, like physically in any way or financially or stuff like that. Um, but just, you know, like, compassion and saying, let's go down to Mexico and build houses for these families, like, that's not going to necessarily help us in our own lives, but yet we still do it. And to me, like, that wanting to do that is kind of how I see God. And also, kind of, a, also, like, appreciation of music and beauty and how we all love to sing together and a little bit of how Capri talked about, we all ran up to see the sunset one night. Um, me and my tentmate Maddie were on KP duty, and one of the cooks, Kim, said to us, you girls should really go up to the rock and look at the sunset. So we both ran up there, and I turned around, and the rest of the camp just started running too. And so I climbed to the top of the rock, and it was just this gorgeous pink-orange sunset against these huge hills, and we all just stood there and stared at it kind of just as one being. And for me, that was a moment where I really saw God on the trip. Yeah, the sunset was pretty awesome. Um, and like Julia, I saw God in a lot of ways on the trip. You know, we could go on and on. I think there were a couple things that really struck me. One was 
it was a moment and it was when we would do our work and at the end of the day we'd make sure to pack up and take stuff back to the camp with us, some things we had to leave. And so we had built two, two roof sections out of two-by-fours and we left those. And we asked the pastor of the church next door if we could just leave those lying flat on his backyard because there was room. And he said, yeah, you know, no problem. But typically you wouldn't leave much laying around because it might go wandering. So, <laughs> so when we got back the next morning, we were ready to start working on the roof sections. And um, we found that the pastor had actually nailed the roof sections into the physical church that he had to keep them safe. So... He, he cared enough to do that for us, and it was, uh, it was really touching. Um, and the other part was just that seeing the students go down and come together uh, as a group, all the stuff goes away, all the you know, cell phones, the, the, the groups they might be in here, it goes away, and they experience uh, this time of pure, you know, pure relationships uh, not only with each other but with the Mexico families with the advisors it's pure and there's no uh, there's no BS and everybody cares for each other and takes care of each other and gets along and and for me I mean that was worth the trip just in and of itself is to see how what what the students all have in their hearts um, like the way I saw God on this trip was probably like happiness because the family that we're building for like had so little but they were so happy they were so like loving and caring and it was like wow we have so much stuff that we take for granted and then we have bad days and we act like we don't have anything but then there's people like like that we were building for that have like so little and they can have like a smile on their face like all the time so I feel like that's like God working his magic you know We'll try to clap at the end for everyone. We'll be. So going back to what Jim said about um, everyone getting along on the trip, we had a lot of meetings before the trip, and I felt like like people were still sticking to their two or three friends that they knew from outside of the trip. But then once we got down there, all that went away, and everyone became really good friends, and it didn't matter who they were. They would always talk with each other. And I saw God there just, like, opening us up to each other so we could talk. I'll answer that question, too, I think. Somebody said, Kurt, answer the last question, so I'll answer this question, too. Um, I saw God on this trip. For me, and I think for a lot of people, there's a lot of negative conversation in the world right now about what's going on in relationship between Americans and Mexicans. Um, And a lot of times that's talked about in this really abstract way, like Mexican people are bad. Sometimes you'll hear about that in the news. People will be saying things like that. Uh, But then when there's people, human beings, right in front of you, it's not abstract anymore. It's really concrete. It's human beings. And Roberto, the dad at our work site, he's a carpenter. He makes $60 a week, works six days a week. And he took off half a day of work to come home when we handed the keys to him, uh, which is probably a significant cost for him to take half a day off of work. He has to take a bus an hour. And he came back to the house and he saw it for the first time, and he just said, oh, this is bonita, bonita, it's beautiful. And he walked into the house with me, and I think maybe Ott was there too. 
And he looked at me and just got some tears in his eyes, and then we, we hugged. We just hugged each other. Uh, and I felt like that was God showing up. Only because of the love we have in God can those kinds of barriers just break down. And people who have no relationship, I would never have met Roberto if it weren't for God. And yet there we were, uh, hugging each other, having this moment where we could just share real relationship with one another. And that only happens because of who God is. So that to me was like the most amazing way I think I saw God show up on this trip. It was just all that other stuff out there in this world about the abstract was gone and we got to just meet concretely with these amazing people and get to know them, have a relationship, and then uh, get to do that for them. So and that's how I saw God show up on this trip. Okay, last question. Last question. How do you think, like, what will be the lasting impact for you in this trip? What will be the lasting impact for you on this trip? Does anyone else want to go first? <laughs> <laughs> pass it down. You can pass, too. If this one's too tough. I'll come you know. back to it. <laughs> um, it's funny. The, the trip impacts me every year and not always in the same way. But I think this year, what Im- impacted me the most was um, just knowing that our students got to you know, see this reality. We talk about leaving that trip and coming back to reality here, but they saw that there's a reality there that's every bit as real, if not more. They lived in that reality. And so that, you know, that, that's an awareness that they get that they wouldn't have had otherwise. And I think, you know, bringing that back here, I also realized that, um, you know, you, you don't need a Mexico trip to do something for somebody. You, it, you can do it right here, and there's plenty of need right here. So when we talked, we shared on Thursday with the students at the end of the trip, that's what that's what I said. That's what I got was it can, it can be anything small, anything here, because there's so much need. Okay. <laughs> um, so for me, the lasting impact, it ties kind of into what I said about how I saw God on the trip. I kind of, this, this is hard to phrase, but I fell in love with humanity a little bit. Like, I just saw how people love life and how each person is just so different and you can and just like looking at people's faces you can just see joy on people's faces and just sitting around the campfire and I think sometimes we forget to look at people and as individuals and it's so easy to just pass people by but everyone has like a story and has so much to give the world and this trip really reminded me of that this year so that's the impact for me the um, impact like the most impactful thing that happened to me on this trip was probably like the last day when we were given the keys but then I gave like a little bit more than the keys I gave him all my tools because since it was my last year, like, I'm no longer going to need them. So I gave him all my tools, and I had um, uh, Richie translate, like, 
I gave like this whole speech. I had some I had some of the people on my site crying. Sorry about that, guys. <laughs> but yeah, like that was pretty like that was a huge impact on me cuz I could see the guy was like so happy and it was pretty awesome. Um one impact for me was having something now like physically in the world that I've built for someone else because I volunteered at other organizations before like Save the Bay where I've been pulling out weeds. And then I come back the next week to do it again, and I feel like I'm pulling out the same <laughs> weeds. So now I have something that like, is mine that I've helped someone else with that I can really see the impact in someone else's life. Thanks. One of the biggest impacts for me, and then I'll pray for us, and then we'll continue to worship, uh, was... I, get to, I always ask students to do stuff, like questions, and a lot of times they say no to me. And on a Mexico mission trip, the students would pray before every meal. And so I'd always say something like, hey, Bradley, you want to pray for dinner? And they'd be like, no, I do not want to pray for dinner tonight. Right? Noah, do you want to pray right now? Oh, you will. Okay. <laughs> but that's not working. Uh, but they would give me this funny face. I would ask people over and over again. They kept giving the same no face. They were terrified of praying. But Eventually, by the end of the week, people start to say yes and yes and yes and yes, and, that's, and they would do it. And it was just amazing, I think. Um, being able to pray with you all on this trip in a variety of ways was really special to me. Um, and I felt like that was us growing in our relationship with God on the trip, too. That really meant a lot. Well, cool. Let me pray for us. Thank you for sharing. Let's give them a hand of applause for sharing. Let's pray, and then we'll continue to worship. God, thank you for this trip. Thank you for these students. Thank you for the way that you show up. You always show up, God, but we are just so blessed. We're so thankful for the ways that you did and that you showed up for each person in their own individual way. And we thank you for that. We thank you for them sharing with the church and sharing with our community Um, because when you're at work in our lives, God, we don't want to keep it to ourselves. We want to share that with other people. And so thank you for what you're doing, and we continue to worship you now, and we pray this in Jesus' name, amen.